0: important okay Isaiah 50 verse 4 let's go the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary he awakens me morning by morning he awakens my ear to hear as the learned. the Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious nor did I turn away amen thank you so much Thanks, especially our visitors, we're so glad to have you. Uh, This week, I've just kept hearing in my spirit, and I want to deliver that to you. I don't know who you are, maybe many of you, but that's what my sermon is all about today. God wants you to know you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. No matter what's going on in your life. God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. He also wants me to let you know, He will help you. Yes. Yes. I really believe that. I felt that all this week, early. God will help you. He surely will. God will see you through whatever you're going through. He will see you through God will take you by the hand and lead you into that green pasture that you're looking for. And then He'll take you from there into greener pastures. God's going to do that for you in the name of His Son. That the Father be glorified in His Son. You are truly not forsaken. He knows you. He knows you personally. He knows what you're going through. He knows your struggles. He knows the things that causes you fear and dread. He knows everything that's happening. But he wants me to let you know today. He knows about it. And he hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't forgotten you. There are three things I want to share with you. So that you put that in the back of your mind. Let it rest in your spirit. That God is always there for you. Let me let you know this. God has never seen you as his enemy. Never. Not when you're doing something that you consider so bad. You are never. God has never seen you as his enemy. Ever. Sometimes I believe he thinks you're listening too much to his enemy. More you're listening to him. But he has never seen you as his enemy. You know why? First reason. Because you are constantly in his thoughts. I know you're thinking, well, you can only think one thing at a time. No, God thinks a million, a trillion things at the time at a time, and every one of them very important to him. And he is inhabiting every one of his thoughts. That's who he is. As a man thinks in his heart, God's thinking about you constantly. You are in his thoughts. Even today, right now, you are in God's thoughts. He's thinking about you. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know the thoughts. God's thinking about you. When? Now. Now. He's an eternal God. We're not talking about God. of you. I know the thoughts I think yesterday. No. God's thinking he has no time. He's thinking about you now according to the scriptures. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Says the Lord. Thoughts of peace. His thoughts of peace for you to have peace in your life. That means if something comes against the peace that God is thinking in your life, for your life, that's not coming from Him. His thoughts, He says, I know the kind of thoughts I have for you. They are thoughts of peace. Peace with God, that's shalom. Nothing missing nothing broken every need is met thoughts of peace mentally physically emotionally in every area of your life god says what i want for you is the best thoughts of peace thoughts of peace and not of evil that's what i told you god has never seen you as an, an, an enemy never You've done things like the enemy will do. But he's never seen you that way. He's always seen you. Like Jesus said, as a friend. A friend. A friend. Because of his son. Because of his son. It's his thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future. Can you imagine if God can actually deliver his thoughts of what your future will look like and deliver it to you, and you examine what it looks like. He's different from what the president or anybody can think about delivering to you, to give you a future and a hope. Maybe you feel hopeless. There's nothing can happen. My situation is so bad. God says those are not my thoughts. I want to give you hope. And the Bible tells us, in Romans 5, verse 5, it says, hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been spread abroad. Hope does not disappoint. So you are constantly in God's thoughts. And He knows the kind of thoughts, in case you're thinking something different, God says, I know my thoughts, and He defined He lets you know what He's thinking about you. To do you good. No evil. Secondly, God has engraved you in his hands. According to the scripture. God has engraved you in his hands. He says in Isaiah 49 verse 15. He says, can a woman forget her nursing child? And not have compassion on the son of a womb. Why is he asking a question like this? Can a woman forget a nursing child and not have compassion? When a baby cries out, the mom knows the baby wants milk, right? The baby cries. Usually when they are contented, they either laugh, playing, you know, or they go to sleep. But when the baby cries, God is saying, can a woman actually sit around and hear the baby crying for food, milk, needs to be met and ignore the baby? Is it possible for a woman to do that? But God is saying in the word of God here, yet, it says, surely they may forget. It could happen, but not with God. You can never cry for something and God will ignore you. That's what he's saying. You cannot have a need in your life and you cry out to God and then God will ignore you. God said a woman can do that, some women can do that. It may happen with a woman with a nursing child, but I will never do that. That's what God is saying. This, whenever you cry he hears you you are not forgotten he, you are there in his mind he says the reason see look if you think if you think this can happen no look i have inscribed you on the palms both hands both hands I have inscribed you on the palms of my hand. And God does things with his hand. He tells you, I will restore you with my righteous right hand. Every time he moves his hand, he sees your name. God has a permanent tattoo and your name is it. Both hands. And that's the truth. According to the scriptures it's right there. Every time God lifts his hand to give an instruction, your, your name appears. And his hand is big enough. And this is the truth. We don't believe it. This is how much God loves us. How much he cares for us. Why will he inscribe your name on God's hand? Your name on both hands. One hand is good enough. But both hands, your name right there. Right in heaven. Before the angels. Did you know Michael's name can never go there? Angel Michael? Angel Michael's name is not there. Your name is there. Your name is there. Angel Gabriel's name cannot be inscribed on God's hand. That's not right. But you, you are that important to the Father. How can he forget you? Your name. Your person. Right on his hand. The palm of his hand. You know the same hand that hung on the, on the cross. Right? Lifted up. Right hand. Hey, Lifted up. With those nails. And after Jesus rose from the dead, you saw the nail prince. You think, God could have healed that and taken the the prince away now. That's your name. That's your name. Every time God sees that. That says you were special to him. The blood that poured out from those hands and the blood of jesus is still alive today it's a living being when god sees the the prince of the nails on his son's hands and your name written on his hands there's one god amen he remembers and the blood speaks better things than the blood of evil the blood is speaking mercy the blood is speaking deliverance the blood is speaking supply for all of your needs. The blood is speaking reconciliation, peace, joy, everything, all needs met. nothing broken, nothing missing. That's what the blood is speaking. The blood that speaks better things, innocent blood, than the blood of Abel. He's described you on the palm of his hand. Listen to what he says, Isaiah 54, verse 10. He says, For the mountains shall depart. It's possible for the mountain to depart and the hills be removed. But my kindness. (laughs) Hello. My kindness shall not depart from you. Can I hear her hallelujah this morning? God says His kindness. Listen, no condition. No condition. If you can believe this this morning, your life will be transformed. It's all about faith. God spoke on His Word and God is saying, walk with me, agree with me. How can two walk together Unless they are in agreement. Agree with God's word. His kindness can never depart from you. This is according to the word. God says the mountains may be removed. Even if it's possible to remove the mountain. And the hills. But his kindness will never depart from you. Then he says it again. We talked about it. Nor shall my covenant of what? Peace. There is a covenant that God has made with you to guarantee your peace through life. Does it mean you won't have troubles coming your way? Yeah. But remember, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff. His word is with you. That will bring you comfort. Even in trouble. My covenant of peace will never be removed. That means everywhere you go. The covenant of peace is upon your life. Everything that brings peace. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 53, the chastisement for our peace. That's the covenant. That was taken care of on the cross so I can have peace. And when my heart is disturbed, God says, come to me. Be anxious for what? Nothing. What's the meaning of nothing? Nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But with prayer, why are you praying? Because something has come into your life that is contrary to the covenant promise. Amen. So you go to him and cry out to him. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. So you are thanking God because you know you're going to get back your peace. Amen. If you don't say amen, I will. Amen. It's wonderful. I get my peace back. I get my peace back. My covenant of peace will not be removed, said the Lord. And look look at what it says. Who has... Notice, He's present. It's present. Not Lord who have mercy. No. He has mercy upon you right here. As you sit it right there, He has mercy upon you. So that no matter what the situation is, Find your peace. Because you have a covenant of peace. And he said, it will never be removed. If his covenant is can never be removed, how will he forsake you? He's, you're not forgotten. I shared with you when I got to A&M, Texas A&M, working for my well, uh, doctoral degree, shared this story here before. But to me, it's significant for me because my thinking at that time, what happened was... I may have to go back home. I won't be here today. Hello? If that had happened. Because if I didn't, if God didn't resolve that situation, I would, be gone, I would be back home. I couldn't continue. But I cried out to God. After the man said, you're not ever going to get a job. I was disturbed. My friends, I was telling Angela, maybe a few days, uh, yesterday or so. My friends told me, don't worry, good luck. We will pull ourselves together. Nigerian friends, we will give you the money to go to school. And you will probably just pay for one semester and it will be over. We're talking about thousands of dollars. You guys can pay for it. He's not going to give me a job. And he says, until you graduate, you're not getting anything from this department. Well, that will make you lose your peace. Okay? Oh, yes. It will make you lose your peace. Because now my life was hanging. Oh, yes, it was hanging. My friend's words couldn't comfort me. I knew I wasn't getting anything from home. So where do we go to? There was nobody to run to. But I cried out. Just like I said. I started talking to God. And he just said to me. I had my yellow book in those days. God said to me just one word. uh, I was here before you got here. I prepared the way. I said yes sir. I wrote that down. Got up went back to school, he would give me the job whether he likes it or not. (laughs) Amen. And he did. He did. It's a testimony. He did. And I graduated. My wife gave birth to Omar before the baby baby was born. I I had already graduated before coming to Houston. And I thought to myself, you know how Satan works. You know, it may immediately remind you of the trouble that you are about to get into. He said, uh, you graduated, you don't have insurance anymore, uh, it's going to be thousands of dollars, how are you going to pay for it? My peace was gone. I cried out to God. <laughs> oh man. I cried out to God and I, I ran to Dr. Krieger, head of department. Sir, so, uh, um, um, you know why that, that is it. I'm, I'm, I'm graduating, and, uh, uh, but if you get me out of uh, payroll, I know you're supposed to take me out of payroll right now, uh, but if you get me out of payroll, and my wife gives birth two days later, uh, I can't pay the bill. He says, are you calling me a bad man? A wicked man? You think I would do that to you? I exclu- said, like, "Glory to God! He's not a bad man. He's not a bad man. He do this for me. I'm, i You stay in that job. I'll let you stay." Robert, he said, "Put his name there and there." I went home and danced a little bit. Amen. <laughs> My peace came back. I have with God, and you have with God the covenant of peace. I know how people think God doing that for him because he's a pastor. I wasn't a pastor then. I was a student. (laughs) Texas A&M. And I remember from time to time, you know, some of us need this. From time to time, he sent a memo to us, telling the students, those of you that have been on teaching assistantship for two years, we have to let you all go because we got new students that need the money. And everybody, if you go to my office and my fellow students, it was like a funeral service, you know. Everybody was sad because their money was going. Everybody was thinking, and I'm joking and playing. And, uh, and my friend, a crime says, Angela, met a crime. He said, hey, good luck. Did you get the memo? I said, I did. Uh, basically, why are you not sad? I said, he didn't give me the job. And if he didn't give me the job, he can't take it from me. And he didn't. He didn't. God has given us a covenant of peace. And he has not forg- forgotten you. He'll take care of you. Before a problem comes your way. He's in it. He lives outside of time. He doesn't go with your night and day. God doesn't have night and day. With the earth rotating and revolving. He's outside of it. He lives in a big one day. Amen. You are the one going through night and day. He's seen everything before he comes to you. And he is with. He said, I am with you. Don't be afraid. I can move the earth back if I want to. And I can. He moved it for one man, Hezekiah. One man. God changed times. Is it that special? No. Jesus said he was of the Old Testament. I am greater than Hezekiah. I know you don't see that way, but it's true. Let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. I'm greater than Hezekiah, the king. Hallelujah. He will never forget you because he has engraving you on the palm of his hand there was a man that thought he would be forgotten by um, time you remember the sometimes we read scriptures and we're not thinking through what's going on in in uh, John chapter 5 there was a man that had been sick for 38 years remember at the pool But the pool there, every year, a Jewish man, a covenant man, every year went by. He still had some hope. But he had nobody, not even a friend, not even a family member to help him to get to the pool. And the pool was his hope, his last hope. To get him well. Every year he was faced with disappointment. Nothing happened. And Jesus was in Jerusalem. Ministering in the temple. He left everything. Looking for this one man. He left everything. He went into the place. I'm sure there were so many people sick there. He didn't go to any of them. He went for this one Single man who had a very bad situation, and he asked the man simply, Do you want to get well? You know this story. Do you want to get well? And Jesus healed that one man and left. I'm sure that man thought God had forgotten him. Amen? Amen? Just like you may think, God has not done something in your situation. He's been long, I've been in this situation that's not the end. Yeah. Jesus is coming. Amen? Yeah. Jesus is coming into your situation because God has not forgotten you. You cannot be forgotten. No matter how long the problem has been in your life, God can still come through and restore everything back to normal. Amen? Yeah. God came through for that man. Number three, you Have your place in his plan. Amen. God has reserved a place for you in his eternal plan. How could you be forgotten? Your place is in his plan. Every man needs to be saved. Jesus said, no one comes to me except my heavenly father, Draws him. So when you came to Jesus, guess what? God was the one that pulled you in. You think you heard a message. No. Jesus says, everyone who hears from the Father comes to me. So you must have heard from the Father before you came. Why? Because you have a place in his plan. There is a plan, part of the kingdom of God your place in this, in that plan, and without you, that plan, God's plan, cannot be fulfilled. He cannot forget you when you have your place in His eternal plan. He can't forget you. You have to remember that. I say to people, when I'm having an issue, all I want to know is, is God's finger in this time? It may not all be resolved yet. All I want to know has his God, God just show me that your hand is in what's happening. Once I can see it, then I can relax. I put it in his hand. Because God's in it. And if God's in it, nobody's going to stop him. Especially when I'm in agreement with him. Nobody's going to stop him. If you need saving, God will save. If you need deliverance, God will deliver God will bring deliverance into your life because you are part of his plan. If you need peace, God will give you that peace. If you have a need your needs you need your needs met, God will send to you the desire of nations I like that name the desire of nations that's every nation needs them, but you. Specifically, He can come into your life and meet your need. Listen to this scripture. For as we have many members in one body, Romans 12, verse 4 and 5, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. So you are a part of the body of Christ. Your needs will be met. Why? Why? Because if your needs are not met, the body suffers. How can God forget you? When you have your place, something to supply to the kingdom. For that reason, God says, I'm doing it for my name's sake. You remember that? He leads you through the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So you are part of that. You are part of that. Because of time, I'm going to go quickly to talk about this. God will help you. No matter what you're going through right now. Everyone is going through something. And I've gone through a lot too. Sometimes you can't see the end. And I've shared this before here uh, with my son, Toju. When Toju was born... There was all kinds of, I mean, right from the hospital, came back home, back to the hospital, medical center. Was there for days. And they, what they were telling us wasn't good at all. Angela's uh, uh, sister and brother, they are doctors. And they work with children. They were telling us what was going what, 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 to happen to this kid. Austin, Colin, told you he's going to be mentally retarded all his life. Go find support groups to help. But that's no. That's not going to happen. You know why? When God says something, he means it. You just have to lock into it and refuse. There's only one scripture that brought me deliverance. One scripture. God said, blessed shall be the fruit of the womb. Now, listen, he didn't say the womb is blessed, right? What is going to be blessed? The fruit of the womb. Who is the fruit of the womb? That's my son. And I said, I'm not going to go to my Muslim friend and say, this is my blind child that God blessed me with. The Muslim man would say, well, tell your God not to bless me. If that's the way he blesses people. That was my idea. I can't receive that. I can't. The child is blessed. And everybody knows when something is blessed. You don't have to tell them. They know. And what I see doesn't look like blessed. And I'm not receiving it. We stood our ground. Because God would not forsake his word. And God came through for us. I remember when Angela threw off all the medicine and threw them away and flushed them off. They all thought, he, she's lost her mind. <laughs> That's when the guy got, the boy got better. Amen. Amen. Nothing against medicine. But in this case, we have to do that. Because we were tired we can't see much progress. Forget the medicine. We stay with God. God will help you. God says, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth. Every one of us was taken from the ends of the earth. Because we went away from him. All we like sheep have gone astray. Right? We have turned everyone to his own way. And that's what happened. God took you from the ends of the earth. And called you from the Father's regions. God did. Father's regions. Into sin. God called you to himself. Amen. And said to you, you are my servant. God called you and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you. And I have, I have, what is this? Cast you, I have not cast you away, sorry. Fear not, he says. Fear not, I am with you. Don't be afraid, I am with you. Be not dismayed. You know, dismay means hopelessness. You have a situation. Now you're thinking, I don't know if God's going to help me. I don't know what tomorrow is. We went through that. But God is going to come through. Don't get yourself dismayed. When God says not to be dismayed, he meant not to be dismayed. Why is he telling you that? Because certain things are coming into your life. And as you make your calculations of everything that's happening to you, you're saying, there is no hope here. God says, don't let it dismay you. Because He's going to come through for you. Don't be dismayed. Fear not. Fear not. Because he is your God. Remember that. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. In other words, make your heart strong. I will help you. That's what it says. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I like this scripture, Isaiah 54, verse 14. It says, In righteousness you shall be established. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. Why? Because you will not fear. There is, once you are afraid, you have made room for the enemy. Because God has made a promise to you. He will always be there for you. So you will not fear. God says it as if this is given. You shouldn't be afraid. When you are afraid. You have moved from where God is. You shall not fear. He says indeed. They shall surely assemble. Sometimes it happens. Maybe at place of work. Things have happened. That's the enemy. Satan is planning this. But God said I didn't send them. Anyone who comes against you, their plan is going to fail. They will not be successful in their plan. God will also meet your need. I need to close quickly. God will meet your need. The scripture is clear. I have been young. Psalm 37 verse 25. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous. Again we said the word. The righteous cannot be forsaken. It's never going to happen. Who is the righteous? The one who has accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's the righteous. This is given. You will never be forsaken. Nor his descendants begging bread. This is frightening. Well, I beg bread, but my descendants won't beg bread. That's not what God is saying. You won't beg bread, and your descendants don't have to beg, beg bread. So I am very sure my children, and I have a lot of children here, they're going to be doing good. They will do well in life. God is with them. Finally, I want to close with this. Many times we get into situations that we think is going to cause us shame and disgrace, failure. Where you don't feel like, well, I'm less than other people because of what's happened. Things can come into your life to cause you that. But this is what this, the scripture says here. For us, you are about to expand to the right and to the left. Nothing is going to stop you. Maybe you're thinking, everything has me in, I can't go anywhere. No, that's not the case. God is saying, you are about to expand to the right or to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations. We're going to be doing well. We will we'll be doing well. And we will make everything that is desolate come alive. That's how our children will do that. And we will join them. We're doing it together. God says, "Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed." I've been in situations where, if everything Satan was planning against my life, people would say, "Well, they serve God," and look at what's happening to them. That's what we're talking about, right? Because they're watching. They're watching. They're watching. Unbelievers are watching, and for me, it's scary. Well, he calls from God, he goes to church. Why is he going through this? Have you been there? And they the questioning. He's a Christian, and look at all these things happening. They just fired him. He can't pay his bills. They can't do this. They can't do that. And, and, and it brings you shame, right? What I'm telling you today is hold fast to that scripture. And decide no matter what happens. You will never suffer disgrace, and say it to yourself constantly, Amen. Agree with God and say it with your mouth constantly. If you don't, those things will happen to you and bring. It. But God is telling you, for He says, "Do not fear." So don't be afraid of anything like that happening to you, so for you to suffer shame. He says, "Neither be disgraced." For you will not be put to shame. God will not allow that to happen. He will forget everything that's happened to you in the past. Everything is going to work out well for you. Because God has said in his word, you don't have to be afraid. What I will ask you to do, and I say this constantly, based on this word, I can never suffer that. God will protect me. Somehow, God will come through. So I will suffer shame. People will say, these are his kids. Look at what's happening to them now. They go to church, but look at his kids. Now I see the troubles come to us as well. But I remind myself, as long as God, Jesus, is seated at the Father's right hand, my kids are going to do well. They will not do anything that's going to bring shame to us. Let me tell you something, this is, you know what they talk about, what people say about PK kids? You think I didn't hear them? As soon as I started becoming a pastor, I started thinking, I've joined a group of endangered species in the church. Because PK kids go wild. And they talk about PK kids, when they get to their teenage years, watch out. I'm not watching out for anything. In righteousness, God said, you shall be established. We don't, Angela and I cannot take credit. In righteousness, you shall be established. And God says, great shall be the peace of your children. And I held on to that. (laughs) Hey God, that doesn't look like peace. What's going on? I spoke it. We speak it constantly. Great shall be the peace of your children. All your children shall be taught of God. Read Isaiah 54. I said, if God's my children's teacher, they will be smart. They will be smart, all of them. Let God be true and every man a liar. I'm not going to be looking at the false symptoms uh, that people are showing me. No, I stand on the rock. (laughs) And the Bible says, when you plant yourself on the rock, the wind will blow. Storms will come. Uh, But when it's over, I'm still standing. Devil, I'm still standing. (laughs) Come back again. You want more beating? Come back. Oh, yeah. Because God is true to his word. He cannot lie. He will not allow you to suffer shame. We say this, and I have to be bold. I need you to be bold. I speak a lot about this. Say it. Say it. And the fear is, don't say that. Because what if something happens to them? It will not happen. God doesn't need to blink a little bit. Because his eyes are tired, he needs a little nap. I'm standing on his word. And God won't fail. It's by faith. Amen? And you have faith. Otherwise, you won't be in church this morning. I'm asking you to use your faith. Amen? Amen. Use your faith. And God will honor it. We can both. I've said it over here. I'm not dying by accident. you said heard me say that before. Uh, if it's a plane crash, I'm not going to be in there. If the plane wants to crash... Come down first. Let me get out of it, and you can go crash wherever you want to crash. But not with me. Not with me inside of you. It's not going to happen. And I've been saying it. I don't have. I'm not afraid. I can get in the plane. It's a, just thank you, Jesus. We are getting where we're going. Amen. amen. And that's for all of us, amen. amen. Speak the word. I will never suffer shame. Can you say the word with me? I will never suffer shame. I will not know disgrace. Because God has spoken. You know what Jesus says? It is written. Amen? Amen? That settles it. Bow your heads with me this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How great is our God. Sometimes you just have to look up into the sky. And your problems become so small. In the presence of this great God. I don't know if everybody here. Has made a commitment to Christ. Full commitment to him. But if you will do that today. And I ask that you do that it will be the best decision you've ever made total commitment to God if you want to make you want to receive Jesus as your lord and savior this morning i ask you to do just that and Jesus will come into your life and begin to change things rearrange things to make life better for you at the count of 3 Please raise your hand quickly. One, two, three. If you want Jesus, I see your hand. Thank you. Do we have more people here? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I'm going to go as I feel led. Would you all stand up? This this is very important. There's going to be a change today. I really feel that strongly I want some divorce today Divorce? Yeah, you're going to do that today Whatever you have in your life That causes you fear Whatever it is You're going to separate yourself from it today Amen Because the first words from Jesus to you Don't fear Don't be afraid So, speak to that thing and tell that thing, I'm no longer afraid because I have Jesus on this matter right now. I have Jesus. Would you do that? There's going to be a change when you declare that before God today, no longer afraid. We sang that today. We're no longer afraid. Would you close your eyes, every one of you? And think about that thing when it comes into your heart or maybe when you're waking up there is that feeling of the of dread that comes to you today you're saying no more no more sometimes it's so generalized you don't even know why but it's the enemy trying to come into your life to hinder you but you're going to say no I am trusting God with my life today. I am never going to be afraid of whatever this is in my life anymore. If that's you, would you lift your right hand and begin to pray. There are many of us here we go through a lot of that. But tell yourself today, no, no, no. No. I have Jesus on my side. And God will take care of this problem in my life. Say it with me. God will take care of this problem. In my life. I am. No longer. Afraid. God has not given me. The spirit of bondage. Again. To fear. I am free. I am not afraid. God has met. My needs. In Jesus name. The name. That's above every name. My needs are met today before God and His people. In Jesus' name, Amen. Would you put your hands together? Give Him a clap offering. And it's true. It's true. Your needs are met. God.